This is Side of Design from BWBR, a podcast discussing all aspects of design with knowledge leaders from every part of the industry. Hello, and welcome to Side of Design from BWBR. I'm Jared Anderson, project manager and architect, and your host for this episode. On this episode, we'll be talking with some of BWBR's student interns. We have an amazing group this year, and have gotten so much from their amazing energy and fresh perspectives, as well as huge contributions that they made to our office and our culture and our work. While mentoring is a big part of who we are at BWBR, we certainly love sharing our knowledge with the next generation. With that said, thank you all for joining us and let's dig in. Let's start by going around the table here and hearing a little bit more about each one of you. Hasna, would you like to go first? Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Hasna. I go to school uh, at the U of M. I'm majoring in interior design, and next fall I'll be a senior um, in the interior design program. I'm originally from Egypt, so I came here only for, for college about four years ago. And my position at BWBR is the inter- summer interior design intern. Nice. Go Gophers. Fellow Gopher right here. Who would like to go next? Lauren, you want to go next? Sure. Yeah, my name is Lauren Burton. I currently attend the University of Minnesota. I am pursuing a Master of Architecture there. And so I have my undergraduate degree in interior design that was received at South Dakota State University. So I always like to introduce myself by saying horns down because <laughs> there's a lot of NDSU students and workers here. So yeah, I am continued on getting my education at the University of Minnesota. And so I have two more years left until I graduate with a Master of Architecture. And I am currently the architectural student intern with BWBR. And so I kind of have a unique perspective. I was able to start interning with BWBR two years ago as the student interior design intern and then just kind of shuffled into a different role with architecture as I kind of figured out a different course that I wanted to take. And so I've been able to like have a full rounded experience, which I have super enjoyed and loved both roles and they both have ups and downs and whatnot. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. So Uh, South Dakota... Um, yes. And now, now GD two, uh, GD two, right? Yes. Oh my goodness! You know, yeah, I st- yeah. Yes, I remember. Okay. I remember okay. my time as a GD two. It was, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I, yeah. I happened to be uh, in the same class as uh, Federico and Garcia Fritz. They're coming. Yeah, they're coming yeah. over yeah. to, to yeah. the U. That's really exciting news. Yes. I know they oh were in. Goodness. They were at South Dakota, uh, basically setting mm-hmm. up that program. They did. And yeah, they it's did. it's great news uh, for the U of M that they're coming over. Yeah. There's a few other new professors over at the U2, mm-hmm. which is really fantastic. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to hear later on how that process yeah. went. Oh my goodness. So that's so funny, Jessica. So when I was in undergrad at South Dakota State, I had Jessica Garcia Fritz as a like history professor. Yeah. And I was this like young, naive sophomore. And I did get called out in her class for talking in lecture. <laughs> and so I was like mortified to apply to South Dakota State for like a master of architecture because she was like her and her husband had started this 
program and I was like, she hates me. She called me out. And I like went up and apologized after class and everything. And then I, so that's like one of the main reasons I didn't apply at SDSU is because I was like, I can't, she remembers me. And now she's coming to the U of M. And I was like, I emailed her after she like had her working interview and she was in my studio and I emailed her and I was like, um, I just want to let you know, I still have a lot of giggles and a lot of energy, but I know how to control them now. And we like had this full circle moment. It was so fun. That's fantastic. Well, and that's one of the things about this field is you run into people, um, you know, it's, it's a small club, which is both good and bad. In some ways, it's a good thing because it's that network. And then something that's a bad thing because that network can be insular in some ways. And places like the U, places like South Dakota, a number of programs that are rising up. I think there's more of this thought about reaching out, uh, making sure that we're not kind of this insular sort of culture that we're out there participating in our communities and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, grad school is such a great time to explore. So I'm, I'm very excited for you to be going back there. That's fantastic. With that said, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Hi, everybody. My name is Kale Tomlin. I am a fourth year student at Dunwoody College of Technology. So I have one year left in the five-year bachelor's. Uh, I'll then be moving into a one-year master's at the U of M, which is something that is relatively new as a, a collaboration between Dunwoody and the U. Cool. I'll also be pursuing licensure a little sooner than most as I'm part of the IPAL program. So I'm able to take exams uh, before hours and uh, before schooling is done. I have a little bit of a, a later start to my career than most. I chose to spend about a decade in the trades alongside family and friends uh, before deciding what I really wanted to lock down into. And I'm glad I chose what I did because being even an architectural student intern here at BWBR, it's it's been great. That's fantastic. Your background will suit you well, right, as you kind of go forward. I think no matter what, um, you end up drawing in this field, you end up drawing from your experience uh, a little bit, and then you kind of combine that with your team's experience and with uh, the lived experience of the people that you're working with. And you're going to bring a, a unique perspective from being in the trades. And there'll likely be a healthy tension there about what you think is possible and what things can be pushed, what envelopes can be pushed as you kind of go forward. If you're over at Dunwoody, uh, did you have James Wheeler for anything over there? Yep, yeah. I had him. I had him last year for landscape class. It's a seminar. It was. A, I was an undergrad way back in my day with James, and he's a he's a heck of a heck of a guy. Um, he was down at well, he was in Biloxi for a while, doing things down there, working with the community, that kind of a thing. And he found his passion a little bit differently than us too. So I don't think that there is any one path to licensure. I love that. I think if the Dunwoody track would have been there, I would have really wanted to explore that and figure out how that was possible. How how big was your was your cohort class? The first year of the two-year degree. And that was with 44 people. That's what mm-hmm. we started with. And our current uh, in-person class count uh, last semester was 16 and ended at 15. So we're now down to 15 moving into year four. And who knows where the other folks went, if they transferred. If- There's some that are doing um, completely distance learning, which is kind of a new thing as far as that goes with the architecture school. So, yeah, I think it was about 10 people last semester, if I remember correctly, doing that. 
Awesome. Great. And then it leaves you one more person. Hi, everyone. I'm Zikra. I'm doing my Master of Healthcare Design at Kent State University in Ohio. And I'm going to starting my last year. So this is a two-year master's degree program. Apart from that, I have my bachelor in architecture from American International University. In, it's in Bangladesh. So that's where I'm originally from. And I came here in the U.S. in last year. So, yeah, so I graduated from my undergrad in 2017. Then after that, I worked as an associate architect for three years and then decided to go for my high studies. So here I am right now working at BWBR as a <laughs> student architectural awesome. designer. Well, we're, we're glad you chose to spend your time with us uh, this summer. And how has the experience been for you uh, this past summer? Yeah, I was a little bit skeptical at first. Like I have to sleep through like thousand miles to be here. And I was like, oh, what I'm going to do? I don't know anyone in this whole state. And um, I, I can I can honestly say that this has been the great summer I have. Like the, all the experience I am gathering from the firm and meeting with people, socializing with other interns and other people in the office. It's been great. Nice. Is that something that, surprised you did that align with your expectations going in yeah i mean i thought it's gonna be not that um like i feel like it's very very flexible about works and everything and everybody is willing to help like i could easily ask anyone for anything and this is kind of a little bit surprising because i was a little bit intimidating first first like when I started, now I feel more comfortable about to, talking to people and maybe asking for help or anything. And yeah, this is kind of surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so being being comfortable, are you suggesting that it's being comfortable not knowing, right? Not mm -hmm. and asking that question, kind of raising your hand saying, yeah. Um, yeah, that's one way that we grow, right? Is by first being honest and saying, I don't know. And then asking a question, hopefully then that culture around you uh, accepts that and then helps you grow. And ideally we're each helping each other grow as, as we move through our careers. What skills have you been able to also develop and, and kind of broaden here at BWBR? I'm focusing on healthcare design and I'm also working with one of the principal here who is also focusing on healthcare design. He is a medical planner, Scott Holmes. So he's been a great mentor so far. I've been learning to utilizing how the planning works in the practice field, actually. Like I've been doing it in my school, like it's an imaginary side. You have to design an imaginary healthcare facility and thinking about all the rules and regulation and thinking about the user group. But here I am actually learning like how to address the situation, like more practically, like it's not about all the architecture building or maybe all about the aesthetic. It's also about the functionality, how it can work, really work the space. So these kind of things like mentoring and and really know like what is going on in the practice. So that's, that's a really eye opening. And also in terms of some kind of software skills and everything. So we basically use, uh, uh, Ravid and everything in our school, but working in Autodesk 360, it's a kind of new experience. And we had a like intense training going on when we first joined. So that, that's a good thing. I appreciate that. Like. I didn't know what, uh, how I'm going to work or how it's good, things going to work. So that's a good thing that the, this process at least teach me some of the 
thing like how the works, how the firm works, how we can maintain those standards of working. Nice. And uh, Hasna, how has the internship experience been for you? Yeah. So, so far, the experience has been very, very positive. For me, there's always something new to learn every day. And they keep us very busy and everyone is willing to help. Everyone is willing to support. Everyone was welcoming the first couple of weeks. So I think so far the experience has been very beneficial for me. I'm glad that I was able to do work in most of the design process that I wanted to focus on, like the CDs, uh, renderings, and stuff that I really want to improve and learn professionally. So I'm glad that I had these opportunities and I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still growing every day, which I really appreciate. Nice. So on the on the back end then in some ways, like the nuts and bolts of it, but also the rendering side and yes. the, the imagery, the feeling, all the kind of intangibles too. Yes. They first or maybe second week when I started my first project, they asked me, what would you like to start with? What is your strength? What would you like to you know, begin working at BWBR with? So I was like, I like renderings. I like anything 3D related. So if you can put me on that, that would be awesome. And and they did. They I joined a CHS project right away and they had a lot of renderings that I wanted help with. So I helped with the renderings and it has been a very great experience. Nice. Yeah. Now, what surprised you the most about your time? I think the orientation week surprised me the most because it was very well planned out. I wasn't expecting a whole week for orientation. I expected like a day or a two, but there was a lot to learn during the first week. I thought I would feel super overwhelmed, but I didn't. Um, there's always someone to reach out to and ask questions. If you want to ask questions about Bluebeam, there's someone to reach out to if you want to ask something about, I don't know, landmark learning sessions or anything related to Revit. There's always like specified people for everything. So it's easy to get answers and not get very overwhelmed. And the first week I got connected with my supervisor, with my mentor, my social mentor, all of them check in with me regularly every week to see how I'm doing. If there's any overload work projects, do I need more like less hours? Do I need more hours to add? So I think, yeah, the process has been very well planned out and not very overwhelming. Awesome. And I think you kind of nailed it there too. Being surprised that the onboarding wasn't just a meeting right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't yep. like the printer's over there and see you later kind of a thing. It's yeah. onboarding isn't just a meeting. It's a big, long process and making you feel comfortable, valued, welcome, part of the team. So you can all build that psychological safety that lets you be vulnerable, lets you raise your hand to say, I don't know. And that kind of a thing. That's really an important thing. Did all of you get to attend the landmark learning sessions that we, that we do? What did you think of yeah. those? Was there a favorite one? Uh, so the landmark learning sessions, right? They are kind of a bi-weekly thing that, that we put on. Usually if you're someone new to the office, we would want you to attend a certain amount of those landmark learning sessions. And, you know, the topics really kind of vary, right? They vary from something interiors wise, something on the digital side, something on the design side. Maybe it's a lesson learned in CA in the field that you see. So it's a it's a way for us to share knowledge all the way across and across multiple shades of experience, if you will, through the office. But did you all have a, a favorite landmark learning session? I don't know that I had a favorite, but I know I, I really enjoyed them as a whole. So I kind of started differently than 
most of the interns this summer. I actually started back in April and did part-time up until the school semester was over. Mm-hmm. So while I was only putting in 10 to 12 hours a week, I had a little bit more flexibility with that where if I had some time, I'd sit down and just go watch a, a learning session Right. If, if I had an hour to, to put towards it. And you know, by the time I started full-time, I had already watched probably a quarter of what's been recorded. <laughs> right. Yeah. We record each one of them. And yeah, right. They're all on, on our intranet site. And yep. yeah, you can go back and reference those. Absolutely. So, sorry. sorry go ahead. No, no, <laughs> no, go ahead. I was going to say that's kind of how I am. Like I, I've used the landmark learning sessions to like fill the voids at what I'm doing in real life. So if I was on my last project, I was kind of given the overarching general cleanup for interior elevation sheets. So I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a landmark learning session. And then I would like go filter find one that applied to what I was doing and then go from there. Like if I was sitting in a structural meeting, which structural engineers are just a mind of their own. And Mm -hmm. so I was like not comprehending anything. And then I went back and found a landmark learning from structural engineers. And I was like, okay, like I can understand your processes now. So they, they kind of have helped me fill the gaps in my learning personally and like what I want to get from them, then I can go searching for this information. Kind of like KO, I've just used it to to do what I what I need them to do instead of just listening to them because they're recorded. I've tried to put a purpose behind them. Right. From where you sit then, uh Lauren, how has the past few months, I guess, then been for you at BWPR? A little bit different, but how has your experience been? Yeah, a little a little bit different. It's different than It's also the first summer that I've been able to be in the office a little bit more and actually be hands-on and engage with people and other interns and just the culture and the experiences as a whole. And so while it feels like it's my third summer working with BWBR, it's really my first summer that I've been able to like actually throw myself into my work and understand the people and the process and kind of fall in love with it in a completely different way that I have in the past two years. And so I would say the past couple months working here, it's been like everything this past year for me with like moving and starting grad school, it's a completely different learning curve. And so just to like learn how to work with a mentor that like actually wants to help you and build up your skills and like give you hands-on knowledge that has helped them get to where they are. That's been probably the highlight of my past couple months. It's also just, it's a, it's a completely different way of working when you're at home versus when you're in the office. Like coming from a perspective of like just getting ready every day is <laughs> horrible or like just it, <laughs> like, it takes so much longer to like get up, mentally prepare to like talk to people in person, have conversation, engage, like bump into people at the printer or the coffee machine or like actually to have to put on, I don't want to say a persona, but to put on a welcoming face that just takes a little bit extra effort than it does at home. Mm -hmm. And so the past kind of several months have been a learning curve and really good aspects, but also really draining aspects because it's just like learning to people, learning to do this thing again like, I I, I would know. wager I would wager that there's plenty of the country that's going through exactly <laughs> what? 
what you're talking about right now where it's like, oh no, you know. I have to be on today. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, And, you know, there's, there's, that's not to say that you're not on when you're mm -hmm. in your, in your Zoom square, right? Like there's times where you can turn that on a little bit too, but I think that there is that. And, you know, also depending upon if you're more introverted or extroverted or, um, you know, where you are in that, the in-office environment might be one thing to you versus the Zoom environment at home or what things you have going on at home versus what things you can kind of leave and then, you know, take to the office in some ways. So is that whole in-office back to the office? Because you're doing a hybrid approach here Mm -hmm. a little bit where you're, uh, which is one thing y'all got to choose how you would work, right? No one said you have to come into the office. No one said you have to stay home. So did you, did you all choose the hybrid approach in this case, where it was a couple days in the office and a couple days at home? Well, for me, I am in the office like five days a week okay. <laughs> because for me, I thought like if I, I'm here for only for the short period of time, like for only for the summer, mm-hmm. I better utilize this as a creating some networking and socializing as much as I can. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm always in the office and I try to be in the office. And it's not that all day the people are here, but still I choose to come. It's a shift of environment, like from home environment to the office environment. It makes you, for personally for me, it's makes, uh, I mean, the enthusiasm to doing the work is kind of different when I'm in the office. <laughs> it's a little different. So I prefer that when I'm in the office and that's why I'm, I'm uh, all day in the office. Nice. But uh, you got to, pick that on your own right you just said this is and people were like go for it yeah that's that's what i'm saying like the work environment and choosing your time between hybrid and this uh, and being a resident in the st paul office yeah that's flexibility is pretty pretty amazing right yeah i think i think for me it was a little different because Part of my responsibility here is to do work at the interiors library so i was asked to be at least Mm. hybrid but not like fully resident uh, or come to the office um, all week. So I learned that during the interview process that I should be at least hybrid for my time here in the summer. But they're also flexible with what times I'm here and what times I'm not here. And if there's a week that was too busy with like other stuff or other like tasks I'm doing, they would be very flexible with me not to attend during that week and maybe make it up next week or the weeks after whenever I feel comfortable. So flexibility also was a part of my time here, even though I was told to be hybrid. Right. Yeah. So Cal, what have you been doing? Have you been hybrid or have you been in the office? Have you been? I started off uh, as hybrid in April, but once the semester ended, driving an hour to and from work didn't become as appetizing because my school was only, you know, 10, 15 minutes away from the office. So when I'm going to school, it's a lot easier to you know, drive 15 minutes to the office than it is 30 to 45 minutes back home to start working. So it made a lot more sense for me to be hybrid when that was the case. But once that semester ended, it's been really nice having that, that extra time in the day, especially as a parent and uh, the only morning person in the house who gets up with my son. Um, so it, it's it's been nice not having to, like Lauren was saying, 
think about getting ready and, you know, oh, I have to think about the shoes that I'm going to wear today. <laughs> like, is this going to match my pants and my shirt? If for me, gonna... it's do my pants fit? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and when you're working remote, it's, it's a lot less of that social anxiety, despite, you know, I feel like I talk to more people in the company when I'm working remote than I do when I'm in the office. Because, you know, when you're in the office, you see people working and I don't, I don't want to go up and bother somebody, even oh, though I know hell, they wouldn't no. have a problem with it. <laughs> That's where we disagree. That's where I'm like, if I, I look at my schedule and I'm like, Lauren, heads down work needs to get done. Deadline, pencils down Friday. I'm like, we are at home Thursday, Friday. <laughs> because I see these people in the office and I am like making up for two years of lost time and the office and I'm like duh, 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 good morning how are you what are we doing what are you drinking like let's go for a walk let's do the farmer's market Let, like it's every excuse to like not be at my desk when I'm in the office so <laughs> <laughs> I hate how there's like two you you go into the office to avoid that interaction and I go into the office for that interaction yes. but oh that's funny that's why we sit on, on different sides of the office. That's <laughs> why <Yeah. laughs> like, I always come to you and I'm like, do, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> and we can still connect, you know, here on Zoom. I think there is something that kind of democratizes the conversation at times when we are our individual squares because you can interject or maybe you feel like you can interject more because that that personal side of things isn't, you know, the physical nature of that necessarily isn't there. And that can go the other way too. If you have people that do talk too much in the zoom room and they dominate the conversation like I am doing right now, but I, I like that there's this <laughs> difference between what you're saying, Lauren, and what you're saying, Cal, um, but has it, has both experiences worked for you this summer and how would you, would you do anything different? Would you recommend that we do anything different? I think that this method of, of working has been fantastic. And I've seen and heard from others that it's it's been a great experience. You know, some people who are just starting this last year who are completely remote, like different states even, wouldn't have this opportunity anywhere else. Right. I think it's interesting, like we've heard kind of in the past couple weeks and months as like we enter this next quarter of the year, like as a company, we're really starting to try and thrive. And I think thriving as a hybrid environment is giving that choice. And that even the fact like that they give the interns choice, you can go into the office or you don't have to go into the office. I think that's just another layer that makes me choose to do good work and makes me choose to continue like wanting to show up and be a face for BWBR and like be someone that is fully integrated into what they do and understands the importance and the repercussions of what they're doing. Because it, it's kind of like when you give the interns choice, that's for lack of better words, you could say like, we are not the principals, we are not the directors, we are not the ones making the decisions and we are here to gain experience and learn from them. But that's also saying like they can learn from us. And so bringing in this kind of new energy, I think it's very interesting the way BWBR has approached it is like you can still take our energy being hybrid or being distance or just showing up to these cultural events. But it's like the fact that they are giving that choice to the interns, I think says a lot more about the company than it does a lot of other internship experiences. 
Awesome. That's, yeah. that's great. And you all are the future, right? So <laughs> we obviously, <laughs> we obviously want to learn from you. I'm always, you know, if you're in this profession for a while or any profession, you can get a little bit jaded at times in the, right. But what's wonderful is being with younger talent, folks that are just getting into it and figuring out how to support them. That does really energize you. That's part of the mentoring process. When you do the mentoring, you get that energy back. You get what you put in, right? And yeah, I think the hybrid and what we do is great. I think for me, and I'll just share this with you all, is this is the first time that we've all got a chance to meet. And that's because we're doing a podcast, which is great. And I'm a little bit remorse because I wasn't in the office enough to meet each one of you, right? And have that conversation, have that quick connect. Y'all don't necessarily know what I'm a resource for. You might, you might not. So, you know, there's something to be said about going in and having that mixed kind of experience and having that flexibility. And what I'm hearing from y'all in, in some ways is what I should be doing, and this is my takeaway, is I should be getting back in the office, you know, a couple times a week uh, as, as I can, because I'm missing out on every, on y'all, which isn't necessarily a good thing for me, because I'm just going to stagnate and uh, that kind of a thing. And I think I'm, I'm really liking what you all are saying in the different ways that you're saying it, because all of these kind of experiences are valid. I what think else? you're being too hard on yourself, though, because... <laughs> <laughs> if you're like if you're like any other like new hire new addition to the team the first thing that i was told to do is print off all of the employee faces and names yeah. and so i think more people know you and know what you're a resource for and like you're giving yourself credit but i also know that like in a successful hybrid environment and just being in the office there's a lot of conversation of like okay, well, how do we get Jared back in the office? Is we show him this like buzz and this energy and we have eat and greet lunches and intern pizza parties and all of these things. So it's like, and we have free snacks. <laughs> Sometimes if I'm like, I did not go grocery shopping this week, but I need a snack. I'm like, I can work in the office today. <laughs> like, right. Like get, get the banana, perks. get the, all, yes. all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. So like you're being a little hard on yourself, but it's also doing what it's intended to do, I guess, right. if you want to come back to the office now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is doing what it is intended to do, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's there's an intentionality that we all need to have, whether or not we're in the office. You know, we heard earlier, I, I'm in the office five days a week because I want to network, because I want this thing. And we heard I'm in the office and I want the interaction and a little bit more hands-on approach. You, have, you, you know, we also heard, I have responsibilities and I'm this far away and I need to do these things. So right now this works for me. And then when I come back, you know, we can, we can change and have that flexibility kind of going forward. And also there are things that we have to do back in the office, right? There's the interiors library. If you're on the CA side of things, there's samples to manage. There's all of that good stuff too. So accommodating all of these things is a, is a challenge. It's a challenge for everyone. We're learning as we go. So we appreciate your patience and your feedback, which I'm sure you give. But what are some other things that I didn't bring up that you would like to bring up? I think maybe for future interns, I think it would be very helpful if, you know, since we have these 
check-ins with my supervisor, with my mentor, with my uh, social mentor and all of that, I think it would be also helpful to add another component, which is giving feedback to interns on how they're doing uh, every week. What are other colleagues thinking about this intern and maybe like areas of uh, growth, areas of things that we should we should work on more. So far, I've been heard, hearing like positive things about my work at BWBR, and I'm grateful for that, but I would also like to know what I'm weak at so that I can use this time at BWBR to work on this more than maybe other areas. I've had um, a document, and that was for just school-related things, mm-hmm. um, and I had to, my supervisor had to sign it off and give me feedback on paper on areas of growth, which I really appreciated. It was like, oh, I need to work more on CDs. I need to work more on, I don't know, my finished schedules, whatnot. Because of that feedback, I shifted from 3D stuff to other CD stuff so that I can gain all the experience I need. So I think, yeah, the feedback part is very important. Having like a structured feedback conversation with interns every once in a while, that would be very, very helpful. Yeah, that's a great, great comment because there are those, how do you communicate about the hard skills that are that are needed, right? So a lot of nodding there. How do you communicate the hard skills? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a continual process, but formalizing that feedback a little bit and, and structuring that, that's a, that's a great thought. Sometimes I think we do that indirectly. Yeah, we don't point at it and say it, right? And that, is, that should be part of the, the honesty side of things and that kind of a thing. So yeah, thank you for that. I think just to continue off of that, if there's one thing as an architectural student, it's that I have grown to welcome that more negative side of critiquing because you learn eventually that even though it can be seen as something that's negative, they're not saying it to tear you down. They're saying it so that you can grow from it. So I would much prefer somebody to hammer on a project of mine for 10 minutes than I would for them to sing my praises for two. I think like one of the most helpful pieces of advice that I got from a professor And I only allow myself one breakdown per semester (laughs) and I hit that. (laughs) And then, and then after that one breakdown, I'm like, all right, these are stresses that I cannot stress about because I already had my breakdown. But one of the pieces of, of advice is he like looked at like my 18 models that I brought that I had like all of this new, like my new models, my new drawings, my new diagrams, my new, like color coded everything. And he was like, there's no progress. And I was like, excuse me, what? there's no progress. Like I have 18 new things for you, but it was like, if it's not intentional and if it's, if you're just doing things to get things done, to produce work, to show it, to, you know, meet, cross off the lines to, you know, meet these things. If you're just doing that and it's not intentional and it's not behind it, like there is no progress. So while there is like physically progress that you have made and you have stuff to show that you did make that progress, there was no intention behind it. And I think, I mean, maybe in a roundabout way that goes back to like Kazna's comment of like, she would like to know more feedback on like what she is doing. I think that's really interesting because at the end of my first summer that I worked with BWBR, they had had asked for my feedback. And I guess now reflecting back on that, I should have probably asked for their feedback because I don't think I did. I think I just filled out this questionnaire and I sent it off and I was like, perfect. This is the best firm ever. Please hire me in five years <laughs> like when I graduate. <laughs> but it was like, you, 
you sit in this feedback and I think so often it's easy to just default and like autopilot and be like, oh, this is the best from the best place at the best hybrid working system. Like this da 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 it's so great and you can hype it up all you want. But when you sit there in reality, it's like there are things I can work on. There is actual feedback I can grow from and there can be like an intentionality behind the feedback we receive and the feedback we give. And so that was a very good point. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I also want to echo what, what Hasna say. Like, it's a very short period of time for student interns. Like, summer is a very short period. And I just want to add that, like, sometimes there's not a lot going on or maybe the orientation can be a pretty bit long so i would love to be you know like involved in more works or maybe more varieties of works rather than just stuck to into one one whole project i mean i appreciate like i mean doing the one whole project and, and seeing all the progress how it's doing but i also want to learn more of other projects maybe from other departments uh, i would have maybe a little bit knowledge about what they are doing what i can be useful for them to work on so that would be one suggestion for me like yeah i would love to have more you know like more experience on like of the in terms of working and maybe learning some pretty new things like i'm appreciating like what i'm doing right now but sometimes it, it can be like like uh, uh, lauren says she goes for landmark learning so i also do that like sometimes i don't have like much going on so i could just watch landmark learning and go for all the details and everything and they are really great but then i I feel like, oh, I could utilize this in a project, but what project I'm going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that, that's fun because summer internship is like pretty short for me. And like as I'm an international student and I'm not allowed to work uh, during my school years, it's like not allowed to work like more than 20 hours. And I'm also working as a research assistant in my school. So that 20 hour goes to my uh, research assistantship. So for me, like it's a very short period of time as an intern, but I would love to have the more experience on other projects and what I can do in other departments too. What I hear from y'all is a lot of initiative. I hear a lot of wanting. I hear, I want to learn this way. I hear a lot of, you know, this is the time for me to learn, the time for me to grow and, you know, keep that hunger. I, I think that's, that's a healthy thing to have. And I would say though, the critique and the negative critique and stuff is important is equally important to know your strengths and know how you perceive things and know yourself because knowing yourself, knowing your strengths serves you going forward and helps you cover those blind spots and the things you don't know, as well as, yes, now is the time to learn. Now is the time to try these things. My sage advice, if I have any, and I don't know that I'm supposed to give any, is other people can make up for your weaknesses. Like, you know where you're strong, you can team up and none of this happens in a vacuum. None of this happens by yourself. Everyone is part of a team here as it should be. And there's always that resource. There's always the person to reach out to. There's always the person to help you go forward or give you the feedback that you need. Sometimes stepping and asking for that feedback is the step that needs to be taken. And awesome, Hasna, on asking for that feedback. And thank you again for sharing about maybe there's a way to formalize that a little bit better in the internship process. Along the lines of like Zikra saying like to be more integrated into different projects, like coming from... This is my third summer, but two years of working with the company. I did kind of get myself in a little bit of a pickle this past couple of weeks because I was in transition from 
we had just issued a project like complete wrapped up. And so I was starting a new project. And in this kind of limbo transition period, I had reached out to too many people Mm. and made myself too available. And so like, that was a very hard lesson to learn and like go back and be like, I am so sorry, but I do not have this time that I said I did have. Or it was a, I told you I have 10 hours and I'm strict only 10 hours. Like you cannot take my 10 hours for 40. And so that's one thing. And maybe that's something that I've developed being more comfortable with the company, more comfortable with the people, more comfortable with the atmosphere is being able to ask and be very vocal about like, this is the experience that I want. This is what I can do. This is the time I do have. These are the positions that I want to be in and where I want my growth to be. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it's, maybe I do just, maybe I was overly vocal because I am very comfortable with the people that I'm working with, which is a good thing, but also it, it proved a very useful lesson of do not overpromise yourself. But something that I think even just speaks volumes for like the company and the people that they hire is like I, every single, well, like the three people that I went back to and was like, I'm so sorry. Like I don't have this time. Every single person was overly like affirmative of do not be sorry for asking for more work and do not be sorry for like advocating for yourself in the time that you do have. And it was like the very good response to you are useful and make yourself useful. So along with learning a lesson, it made it, I was very comfortable learning that lesson with this firm because it was not like a shot in the foot type of, you know, learning from it. It was like a very Oh, it's okay. Like we'll just keep you busy. <laughs> like right. I think in it depends upon what's what's the environment kind of out there. You want to make sure that it sounds like you have this uh, work ethic, a positive work ethic. You want to stay busy. You want to do your thing and, and stay busy. And you're out there fishing, making sure that hey, I need to stay busy and trying to make sure that you're attached to the project or you're getting the experience that you want. That kind of a thing. And yeah, you know, sometimes everyone's like, hey you know what, is Lauren available? Can I get, can I get some Lauren time? Can I, me as a project manager, I'd be like, Hmm, oh, Lauren's available. Excellent. And then, and then, you know, try to, try to get Lauren on my project. But if my project didn't ultimately align with your goals or whatever, whatever else that that's okay. So I'm glad that the, what you had heard is no, that's okay. Advocate for yourself. And then, you know, we all strive for, you know, a work-life balance or a work-life fit. However, I prefer the term work-life fit. Yeah. Kudos to you for, and I don't even like the term kudos, but kudos to you for, uh, <laughs> for doing that. That's, that's a, that's something good to get out of the way and learn early on in your career for sure. I'll take the kudos. You'll take the kudos. <laughs> Great. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, if there isn't anything else going once going twice all right great thank you all so much for your time and your insights until next time see you on the other side this has been side of design from bwbr brought to you without any paid advertisements or commercials if you found value in what you've heard today give us a like leave us a comment or better yet share us with your network You can also reach out to us if you'd like to share an idea for a show or start a discussion. Email us at sideofdesign at bwbr.com.